Good morning, good morning, and happy Sabbath, everybody. Good morning, Tabernacle of Praise. Good morning, YouTube. Good morning, happy Sabbath, Facebook, amen. Good morning for all of those that are viewing us on this here blessed Sabbath morning. It is indeed an honor to be in the presence of an awesome God on this beautiful and wonderful Sabbath. Hey, you know, I don't know about you, but I am so excited at the fact that God is still on the throne, amen, with all that is going on, with all that is taking place in the world in which we live in, it is just a blessing to know that there is somebody that is able to bring us through all of this. My name is Pastor Jonathan B. Fields, Jr., and I am the pastor of the Tabernacle of Praise, Seventh-day Adventist Church, amen, in St. Louis, Missouri. I am just so thankful to be able to come before you on this platform, to be able to just spend this time with you on this beautiful um, Sabbath morning. Listen, listen, there is so much that I want to share with you today. There is so much that I want to just get out there with you. But before we do that, there are just a couple of announcements um, that I just want to share with you. We just want to ask that you would keep our conferences in prayer as we are in the midst of our constituency session. I am here on the campus of the Central States Conference where we are having our constituency this weekend. So we're just asking all of our family and all of our friends to please, please keep us lifted up as we seek God's direction and the way that he will have us to go. Um, also, I just ask that you would keep um, uh, my family and, and all of our families in prayer um, as we continue to make our way through this pandemic. A lot of churches are opening. A lot of things are going on. Amen. Um, a lot of individuals that have been receiving their shots. Amen. And we just thank God that we're able to be in this position. Amen. To even have this discussion again. Amen. About getting back into our church building. So we just want to encourage you right now to just keep this matter in prayer. Um, these are some very crucial times, some very, some very challenging times that we are in. Amen. And, um, but we cannot do this without your prayers. Listen, listen, I'm not going to be before you long again. Um, I just want you to know that we are so thankful for you being here with us today. We do want to give a couple shout outs to those that are celebrating uh, birthdays this month. Amen. Uh, we want to thank God for you for celebrating your uh, birthday. For those that are celebrating anniversaries, we praise God for you and hope, pray that you will have many, many more. Amen. Many, many more birthdays and celebrations. Um, lastly, lastly, but not least, amen. We do want to lift all those up um, in prayer. So we do ask you to um, email us, amen. Email us those, those prayer requests. There are times when uh, we're unable to write them all down, amen, as this time, um, um, as I'm, as this time now. Um, but if you will email those um, prayer requests to us, if you will utilize our um, email, amen, that way we can assure um, that we get those and that we will be able to take those prayers before the Lord. And so at this time, uh, we do want to turn it over to our stewardship um, committee, or our personnel. Amen. We'll just share with us our ways uh, how we can continue to be faithful and how you can help support this ministry. God bless you. And I'll see you in a few minutes. Elder Carroll. Happy Sabbath to everyone. Uh, one other announcement is on April 25th at 5 p.m. Central Time. Please join us for our 12 Steps to Success uh, given by the Tabernacle of Praise Counseling Center. Everyone is welcome to tune into the Facebook for Tabernacle of Praise April 25th at 5 p.m. In terms of stewardship, we remember stewardship is our use of time, talent, temple, and treasure to God's glory. Now, we thank you so much for being faithful to Tabernacle of Praise members and friends. With your tithe and offering, we have been very blessed this year, even in the midst of the pandemic. But unfortunately, not everyone church has been faithful as pos as faithful as possible due to job loss and other issues. I was reading an article by the General Conference Treasurer, and he said that they the conference just broke even. In fact, it was so touch and go that he had prayed to God to just give the conference ten thousand dollars more than needed to stay balanced in terms of the treasury. Well, he was very happy to report that the Lord did that and abundantly more. In fact, they ended up $70,000 over what they needed to pay the bills and to keep the conference uh, in balance. And he was so happy, he said that God blessed him not just what, for what he asked for, but six times more than he asked. And I say that to say this, God is still in the blessing business. 
If you're struggling to be uh, faithful in tithe and offering, pray and ask God to bless you and to give you the resources so that you can stay faithful. Don't ever give up on God. He's never giving up on us. We can do that and much more by being faithful servants of God and friends to man in terms of our time, talent, temple, and treasure. Be faithful to God. He's promised to be faithful to you. Amen, and thank you. Amen, amen, I, amen. Thank you so much, Elder Carol. I don't know, did, were we able to put those, that, that way of giving our, um, our cash app up on the screen? Were we able to put that up there, amen? Thank you so much. This is how you can help support um, this ministry or to be faithful in your giving, amen? Dollar sign, top giving, amen? You can cash app that in, amen? We can give you that receipt, amen? We wanna encourage everyone to remain faithful with your tithe and with your offering. Be faithful unto God as he is truly a faithful God unto us. Amen. At this time, we do want to transition over to our prayer time. Again, this is a very special time. I love prayer. I believe prayer changes things. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that I am in this church as a result of prayer, that somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took the time and they prayed for me, amen. And I believe that they've been praying for you. There are individuals that are viewing uh, this here um, program right now that somebody called your name out in prayer, that a grandmother or maybe a grandfather, a mother or a dad, or maybe the lady down the street or the deacon around the corner. But we are all a result of prayer. Somewhere down the road, amen, throughout our lives, somebody prayed for us. And so I am a powerful. I, I am a believer in the power of prayer. And so at this time, we do want to make this transition as we go before the Lord in prayer. Um, we do want to remember our tabernacle of praise family. Um, we ask that as I pray that you pray also, uh, that you remember those that are opening up their doors as we are getting back into the mindset of having worship. Amen. And so we ask that we would keep that a matter of prayer. We also want to ask that we would keep the Reed family in prayer um, as they have suffered a great loss um, throughout this week and even this month alone, um, the loss of a brother and then a few weeks later, the loss of a sister. So we want to keep um, Sister Reed and the Reed family um, in prayer. We want to um, continue to keep all of those that are battling this virus, those that have lost loved ones. Um, you know, just because it's been a month or a couple of months or maybe even a year ago that your loved one um, passed, you know, these are very still real experiences that we have. Um, and so we want to keep those that are still dealing with the loss of loved ones um, in our prayers. Also, as I mentioned earlier, we want to remember our constituency session. Uh, this is a very crucial time where we need the Holy Spirit to show up. The sad thing is, is that during these times, the enemy will rear his head. But I believe if the people of God come together, band together, pray together, that we can stop him dead in his tracks. I believe that we have that power. I believe God has given us the power for the word of God declares in the book of Acts to say you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power to walk right, power to live right, power to pray down strongholds. And that's what we want to do today. We want to pray down those strongholds. We want to stop the devil in his tracks. He will not proceed any further in disrupting what God has already ordained to be. And so we want to keep our constituency session in prayer. We want to keep our nominating committee session in prayer. They'll be meeting tonight. We ask that God will cover them, that God will surround them, that his holy angels will be all about them. That as they discuss and dialogue and as they continue to move forward as the spirit of God moves them, that they know for sure without a shadow of a doubt that they're moving in the right direction. And it is up to us, amen, as the people of God, come on somebody, to support and believe that what God has put in place, that it's okay. It's not about me, it's not about us, but it's about the God that we serve. And so we want to keep our constituency session and prayer. We also want to keep those that are traveling. Some have traveled today. Some traveled on yesterday. Some will be traveling later on today as we'll be having our full-blown constituency session on tomorrow. Now, listen, uh, this is a very crucial time as I'm putting a, little, a lot of emphasis on this time of our constituency session because you know as well as I know, amen, that this thing can go one way or the other. 
And I believe that God will not be pleased, amen, if it goes any way other than the way that he ordained it. But it's up to us, amen, as the prayer warriors, the people of God, that's to stand behind and stand on solid ground, knowing that God is leading our conference. And so we want to make that and keep that a matter of prayer. Also, uh, we want to make sure and pray over this technology. Amen. Come on, somebody. We want to pray over this technology and pray that everything goes smooth and everything goes well, that um, there would be no hiccups, that everything would go according to the will and the plan of God. Amen. Uh, we serve an awesome God and he is truly, truly uh, worthy to be praised. So at this time, if you can bow your heads with me as we look to the Lord and prayer. Love Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you so much for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do in the lives of your people. As always, it is indeed a privilege and an honor to be able to open up our mouths and to bless your name. For you truly are an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost. But with you, Father, we are more than conquerors. And so we thank you, O oh God, for our last night lying down and our early morning rising. We thank you for covering us and keeping us. We thank you for being that wheel in the middle of a wheel. We thank you for being a way maker. We thank you for being the one that, that supersedes all things. That there is nothing that happens, oh God, unless it first come through you. So we give you all praise. We give you all honor. We give you all glory for you are truly an amazing God. And so as we come before you today, oh Lord, we're asking you, God, that you will forgive us of our sins. We're asking in the name of Jesus that you will cleanse us even now from all unrighteousness, that you will allow your Holy Spirit to fall afresh on your people. Father God, there are so many things that we need to pray for, but the Spirit of God, the Word of God declares that we know not what we ought to pray for, but it is the Spirit of God. It is the Holy Spirit that makes intercession. It is the Spirit that steps in and take over even our prayers. And so, Father, as I attempt to lay before you those concerns of, and the matters of our hearts, um, we ask that you would just do what you do, O oh God, and that you will intervene. I want to lift up before you in a very special way um, the Reed family and all those that are battling with loss and loved ones. We're asking, O oh God, that you will cover the Reed family. We ask you that you will be with them in a very special way. We thank you, O oh God, that, 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 that you are a God that we can come to. We thank you and bless you that you are someone that even in the midst of our darkest days and our darkest moments, um, that you are faithful and that you are true. And in spite of all that goes on, it doesn't change the character of who you are. And so we bless you today, oh God. So continue to be with the Reed family. Bless them as they travel. Ask that you will be with them, cover them, and keep them ever before your presence. We're also asking, God, that you will cover, oh God, our churches as we are looking. And even those that are concerned and those that are, are, are longing to get back into their building. As we look around the world, oh God, and look around other churches, we see, oh God, that there are others that have already started that process. But Father God, we want to be wise. We want to, we want to move according to your plan, according to your wisdom, according to your guidance. Not I, but it is Christ that moves and that guides and that directs. So Father, have your way with us and in us and, and, and just lead us to that place, oh God, where we can get back into our place of worship. Lord God, we ask that you would be with our conference, oh God. We know that this is a very crucial and a very difficult time that we're in. Father God, as we are um, electing new officers to, 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 to lead this awesome and great and prestige conference, we're asking God that you will direct wisdom to the minds of those that are around the table. We're asking that you will direct understanding to those that are sitting around the table that are having the discussion. We're asking, oh God, that you will, that you will direct, oh God, patience and, 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 and that you will pay, uh, direct love to those that are sitting around the table. That as they discuss, as they conversate, as they choose and pick according to your spirit, um, that they will be in tune with you, oh God. For we know that nothing happens unless you give it permission. Nothing happens unless you give it the okay. So we're asking you, God, to touch down today on this here conference on these campgrounds right now in the name of Jesus, and that you would do what you do, oh God. That when we walk away from the table, oh God, when we walk away from this place, that we will know that we have spent time with you. So we're asking you to do that, oh God, because if you don't do it, Father, it cannot, shall not, and will not get done. We're asking in the name of Jesus that you will cover our nominating committee tonight, oh God. 
for asking that you will pour down your wisdom upon them as they continue to press towards the mark of the higher calling, O oh God. We're asking that you would do this, O oh God, for we know the enemy will love more to step in and disrupt and cause confusion, but we bind him right now in the name of Jesus, and we rebuke that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. And we're asking, O oh God, that you would just show yourself strong, that individuals will show up with the right frame of mind, with the right attitude, O oh God, being a representative of the, of the kingdom of God. When we walk away from the table of God, we will walk away as brothers and sisters in Christ. We're asking that you will be with the constituency session on tomorrow. Oh God, we know that these are very crucial times that we're in. So we're asking in the name of Jesus that you will touch down right now, that you will speak to the constituents right now, that you will pour wisdom on them right now, that everybody that shows up, oh God, will come with only one agenda, and that agenda is to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Not I, but it is Christ that dwells on the inside. So, Father, have your way now. Do it now, oh God. Do it now, because if you don't do it, God, it cannot, shall not, and will not get done. But we believe, oh God, in the power of prayer. We believe that there's much power, much prayer, much power. And so we thank you for hearing us. Thank you for watching over us. And lastly, oh God, we just ask that you will cover this service today. Father God, be with the platform. Be with the different platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Roku. Be with the different platforms, oh God. We're asking in the name of Jesus that your word will go forth, that it will not return void. And again, oh God, we will be ever so mindful to give you all praise, honor, and glory. Thank you again for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. In the name of Jesus, we do pray that the people of God say amen, amen, and amen again. Amen. It is indeed a blessing again and an honor to be able to come before you, to be able to stand before you on this platform, to be able to share a word from the Lord with you. But before we do share that Lord word with you, I am just so thankful. I am just so happy to know that I am a child of God. So I ask that you arrest your hearts as we hear from the songbird, amen, Sister Beverly, as, we, as she shares with us, I am just happy to know that I am a child of God. I'm happy just to know that I'm his child.
am happy just to know that I am his child, that I am a child of the King. Thank you so much, Sister Beverly, for that song of meditation. That truly blessed my heart, amen. We've been praying for you, amen, and it is good to know that God has touched you and that has healed you, amen. Um, and so we thank God for you. I am happy, as always. I can't help but to be happy. Because when you know what I know, when you've been through what I've been through, when you've gone through what I've gone through, when you've experienced, come on, somebody, what I have experienced, amen, then you can't help but to be happy to know that you're on this side, amen, of grace. God is good, and he is truly worthy to be praised. At this time, you know, I just want to get right into this word. Don't want to be long before y'all know um, you're excited. I know you didn't come just to hear me go on and on and on and on, but you really come to hear a word from the Lord. And the truth of the matter is there is a word from the Lord found in the book of Genesis. Amen. So if you have your Bibles with you, if you are armed and dangerous this morning, if you can turn with me or if you can just look on your screen, there it is right there. If you would just turn with me to the book of Genesis. Amen. We just want to read just 11 verses with you. Amen. Genesis chapter um, 19. Amen. And we want to start with verse one. Amen. And we'll read all the way down to verse 11. Uh, but before we read, let us pray. Father, again, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. We ask that you will speak to us through thy word, for your word is truth. Forgive us again of our sins. We pray in Jesus' name that the people of God say amen and amen again. The word of God declares in the book of Genesis chapter 19, and it reads, Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening. And Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face towards the ground. And he said, Here now, my lords, please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise early and go on your way. And they said, no, but we will spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly. And so they turned in to him and entered his house. Then he made them a feast and, and baked unleavened bread and, and they ate. And verse four goes on to say that, that the now before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, and all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. And they called out to Lot and said to him, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. And so Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him and said, please, please, my brethren, uh, do not do so wickedly. And so now I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please, please let me bring them out to you and you may, uh, you, 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 you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men since, since this is the, the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. Verse 9 says, that, and they said, stand back. Uh, then they said, this one comes in to sojourn with, uh, 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 will deal worse with you than with them. And so they pressed hard against the man Lot and, and came near to even to break down the door. And but the men uh, uh, reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door. Verse 11 says, and they struck the men who were at the door of the house with blindness both small and great, so that they became weary trying to find the door. Today, I just want to talk with you on the 
subject, the shut door. The shut door. Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen again. The shut, the shut door. You know, one of the things that one of the things that um that that I love about the Bible is the stories that they have to tell. Now I've come to learn and I've come to understand and, and realize that that the stories that the Bible have to tell are merely for our own spiritual growth. Now, of course, it just makes sense considering it's the Bible. And the Bible, which simply stands for uh, basic instructions before leaving earth, or the Holy Bible, he only left you basic instructions before leaving earth. And so I love the stories of the Bible, and I, I share it all the time. One of my favorite stories is, is the story of, of the Exodus, uh, when the children of Israel left Egypt and they were found themselves at the Red Sea and they couldn't go forward and they couldn't go backwards and the water began to rise. Oh, that, that, is, that, that, is, that is one of my favorite stories. But, but this story right here, I must say, I've come, I've come to rank this story right here um, uh, somewhat a little high on that, on, that, on that totem pole as well. Oftentimes when we read this story right here of, of Sodom's um, depravity, uh, we often look at it in the context of, and, 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 and let's just be honest, let's just be real here today, uh, 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 we look at it in the context of homosexuality, and which is so true. Uh, uh, but, but, but I want us to go, if you don't mind, in a different direction, because I believe that there is so much more in this passage, in this story, that we tend to overlook. And I want us to draw our attention there. Uh, uh, let's just, let's just if, if you don't mind, let us, let us just walk backwards, if you will. Uh, uh, let's, let's just start uh, uh, back, if you will, uh, in, in, in the book of Genesis uh, uh, chapter 18. I'm just going to tell you, tell you the story. Uh, uh, you know, God uh, 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 visited Abraham. Uh, uh, three, three, three angels, uh, if you will, visited with Abraham. And, and they came with word to let him know about a child. Uh, that, that he would be having even in his old age. We, 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 we know all about that. But, 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 but well, what I want us to focus on today is the fact that, that, that uh, uh, God told Abraham that because of the sins that was in Sodom and Gomorrah that he would have to destroy. And I want us to, to keep our minds and our, and, you know, uh, uh, intact with, with, with the world in which we are living in today. Uh, uh, God tells Abraham, he says, I will destroy uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah because when I look throughout the city, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the sins are so grievous. The, the Bible says that they are crying out that there was this outcry in the land, that there was this, that, 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 that the sin is so e e enormous, that the sin is so, is so grievous that is crying out unto the Lord. And so, and so God, God tells Abraham, God tells him that, that, you know what? I am going to have to destroy this city. And so Abraham goes to God. They have this dialogue. They have this conversation. And, and, and Abraham says, God, he said, if we could find 50, uh, would you, would you, would you spare? Because surely you're not going to destroy the good or the righteous along with the wicked. Now, you know, we serve that kind of a God that, that is understanding that, that, is, that, that, that we can talk to. I know that there are some, uh, you have questions and, you, and you're wondering why God responds the way that he do. Why is it that God allows certain things to happen? Why is it that there are things that are unfolding even in your personal life that it seems like it's just not making sense? Why is it that you feel so alone even in a room full of people? Well, well my brothers and sisters, God is the kind of God that you can have a conversation with because Abraham talked to God. Abraham 
Abraham asked God, he said, Lord, if there are 50, would you still destroy this wonderful city? And God said, Abraham, you know, if we can find 50, then I will not destroy this city. Just bring me 50. And you know how the conversation go. Abraham says, but okay, I don't want to push the envelope. I don't want to overstep my boundary. I don't want to get out of character. But God, what if we find 45? Uh, Abraham begins to decrease. Now, 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 again, just look around the world in, in which we live and look around the community in which you are from. And, and you ask the question, is, is there at least 45? God, is there 45? And God said, even for the 45, if you can bring me, Abraham, 45 individuals, show me 45. I will not destroy uh, the city, Abraham, Abraham, I love Abraham. Abraham said, Lord, you know, I, you know, I, I, I mean, because, you know, it, it must have been something in the back of Abraham's mind for him to continue to uh, decrease in number. So Abraham goes from 50 to 45 to, to, to now a, 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 a 40. God, if there, if there, if there are 40, uh, uh, would, you, would you be able to, you know, hold back on your anger? God said, Abraham, if you can show me 40, if you can show me 40, then, then, then I will spare the rod. If, if you can just show me 40. But I love Abraham because Abraham, he said, you know what? I'm working, I'm working with the increments of fives. I, I went from, from 50 to 45 to now 40. Uh, Abraham gets a little bold now. It's in the text. Uh, it, it's in uh, chapter 18. Uh, Abraham now goes from 40 to 50. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, from 40 to 30. Abraham said, if I can bring you 30. God said, if you can bring me 30, I, I will not destroy. Abraham comes back again and said, what about 20? What about 10? God said, if you can just show me 10, uh, I will not destroy uh, this city. But now we get into our text here in verse 19, because now we see that Abraham, that we couldn't find 10 good folk in the city. Uh, uh, couldn't find good, 10 good church folk, amen, out of all the song services, out of all the praise and the worship, out of all of the late night prayers, we still couldn't find 10 righteous, 10 good saints in the church, in the city. And so now verse 1 of chapter 19, we see here now these angels show up on the scene. Uh, they show up with a mission. I love it. I love it because we understand that these angels, they had a mission uh, uh, to, to, to accomplish. They were there for one purpose and one purpose only. Uh, 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 and that was to destroy this city. But even like, it's amazing. It's amazing, my brothers and sisters. It's amazing how, how, how we're willing to step in uh, uh, for individuals uh, uh, that, that, that will have nothing to do with God. How we're willing to compromise our own faith, our own beliefs. How we're willing to lay down some of our own truth just so that we can win somebody to Christ. It amazes me how we are willing to, to, to accept certain jokes and, and accept certain lifestyles, if you will, just so we can win somebody to Christ. Now, I want to be honest with you. I want to be honest with you because we have to be real about this thing. We have to really just go ahead and put heads to bed and let the devil know that your tricks and your games are over. No more will I be lullabied into believing a lie. A, a, a lot compromised, lot, lot, lot looked out at Sodom. At one point, Lot turned towards Sodom. The next minute you see Lot has now pitched his tent in Sodom. And now we see that Lot has now become a resident of Sodom. It amazes me how sin lures us away from the things of God. And oftentimes we wake up and we try to figure out how did we get there. This pandemic has shown up 
in the lives of the church. And, and, and we look around the world and, it, it, and, it, and it's, still, it's still rather mind-boggling to me how we're able to look around and see everybody up and running but the church. I know, I know, I get it, I get it, I get it. We hug in the church. I know, I get it. Uh, you know, I'm stepping on, you know, I, let me, I wish I could just step up because I know I'm stepping on some toes right now. I, I get it. I get it. I really do. I understand. Uh, 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 we have to be safe. We have to have things in place. We have to be cautious. We have to do those things because we don't want to subject anybody to any sicknesses or any illnesses. Uh, we don't want to subject anybody to any unjust punishments. Come on, somebody. Lot found himself now at the edge of the gate, sitting at the gate of Sodom. Uh, this uh, here is a place where they used to, uh, uh, where, where judge took place, where, where, where judging took place, where ruling took place. This, this was a, 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 a high honor spot, if you will. Uh, uh, at the gate, this is where a lot of meetings took place at the gate. It was at the gate where individuals able to watch and notice who will come into the city and who will leave the city. So Lot being at the gate was not some small thing. Lot wasn't just chilling at the gate, but Lot was in a high position. And so Lot sees these individuals showing up now. Now, now as I look at the text, as I, as I understand uh, the text, when Lot sees these individuals show, showing up, Lot, the Bible says, he ran out to meet them and he bowed down before them and Lot begged them to come stay in his house, which, 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 which lets me know that Lot must have not, that, that Lot knew that the city was worse off than what people believed to be, that the city was in a place of destruction, that the city was already at the brink of going down in flames. And when the individuals showed up, Lot ran out to meet them and Lot begged them to come stay in his house because Lot understood. Lot understood. Some say Lot, Lot had no idea, but, but let's, let's just be real. Let's just, let's just make it practical. Uh, why would Lot urge these men, these strangers, these sojourners to come stay in his house if he was not concerned about their well-being? Why is it when Lot put himself on the line and go out to meet these individuals if he was not concerned? If there was not some danger that Lot was trying to keep these individuals from. And so Lot begged them, come stay. And what I love about it, these, these, these sojourners, these angels, as the text called them, they said, no, 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 no. We want to hang out in the city. We want to stay in the city. We want to stay in the courtyard. We want to stay right there in the midst of it all. In other words, I, I want to be right there where the happenings is happening. You have to understand these angels came with an agenda. God never moves until he is assured that it is time to move. And I believe, I will go as far as to believe that the angels wanted to go into uh, the city and camp out in the court just so they'll know for themselves. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, you just want to know for yourself. Sometimes when the truth comes, uh, it, it, it's hard to accept because you want to know for yourself. It, it, it's just hard to believe uh, uh, that, 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 that he is really that way. You just have to see for yourself. Uh, uh, really, 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 Leonard is not that bad off. Uh, uh, sometimes we have to see it for ourselves. Surely she's not as, as messed up as, as everybody says she is. Uh, we have to see for ourselves. So Lot urges uh, these young men, these angels, to come stay in his house. Come stay in his house. Stay with us. I love it. I love it because the angels with uh, Lot's, Lot's certainty and Lot's urgency, apparently something must have clicked. And the young men, the men or the angels, they agreed to stay in Lot's house. And so Lot done did what every good guests will do. A lot prepared a meal for him. A lot brought him in. A lot prepared a meal. A lot 
took care of them. They washed their feet, uh, baked unleavened bread. They were able to feast. Uh, uh, and before the Bible says, help me, Holy Ghost, before uh, they were able to even let their food digest, before they were able to even lay back and, and, and be able to, to enjoy uh, the, the, the meal that they just had, there was a knock at the door. Oh, oh, I feel my help right there. Uh, uh, there was a knock at the door and, 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 and not Lot, I love it, I love it. Lot understanding and knowing the situation that he's in goes to the door and the Bible says he steps out and shuts the door behind him. Mm. He shut the door behind him, which asks me the question, why <laughs> will Lot shut the door behind him? You know, and I thought about that for a minute. I said, Lord, why is it that Lot shut the door behind him? It wasn't like the, 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 the men didn't know that these two strangers were in the house. It wasn't that Lot, you know, was trying to keep us. Why was it that God, why was it, help me, Lord, why was it that Lot shut the door? Okay, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Lot steps out, Lot steps out, hallelujah. Lot steps out, he shuts the door behind him. And, 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 then, and then there is this, there is this conversation that takes place where Lot is now uh, uh, bleeding with these men, uh, with the, the young and the, and the old, the Bible says. The Bible says that these were both old and young. All the people from every quarter surrounded the house uh, and, and, and they called to Lot and said to him, where are they? Where, 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 where are they at? Bring, bring them out to us. Uh, bring them out to us. Not, 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 not only that, but bring them to us so that we can have, 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 get to know them carnally. In other words, bring them out here so we can have relationship with them. Uh, we want to get to know them. But, but, you know, and, 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 and we could spend the rest of our time right there talking about homosexuality and same-sex relationships. But I believe that there is more in the text than just that. I, I, I believe that when we look at Lot and what was taking place with Lot and why was it that Lot was so determined to keep these men safe, even to the point, my brothers and sisters, where Lot was willing to offer up his own daughters to these men just to protect the men of God. You see, it amazes me how, the, how we have shifted in our thinking in, this, in, these, in these last days where we now put more emphasis on the things of man versus the things of God. It just blows me away how when it comes to doing the things of God, then that we have all of these discussions. We have all of these questions and, and everybody is a scholar and, and everybody knows and everybody have the answers. But, you know, and, and it just it just blows me away that the, that that even in my job, my position as a pastor. My job as a pastor, my position as a pastor is the only position, is the only job that everybody know how to do. Come on, somebody. I wish I could help me with this. Uh, everybody know how to be the pastor. I know, I know, I know. That's not, that's just not good. I know, I'm sorry. But I got to, I have to tell the truth. I have to tell the truth. It's so easy. But see, let me come to your job. Let me come to your practice. Let me come to your establishment and try to tell you how to do you. Come on, somebody. Lot, 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 lot understood that the men were there with a purpose, that the men were there with, for a reason. No matter what they say, Lot, Lot understood that there was something deeper going on. So Lot said, please don't do this wickedness to these men. Take my daughters instead. Take my daughters instead. Have your way with my daughter. Now, I have five. Hey, I have five daughters. Come on, somebody. And I have to be honest with you. There is no way, I'm going to stop right there, that I will offer my daughter to anybody. Amen. 
Uh, no, 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 no. That we, we will not, we will not travel down that road. But for some reason, Lot offered his daughters to these men. And what makes it so sickening, what makes it so, so pathetic is that these men didn't want Lot's daughters. They would rather have relations with the men than with the women. But Lot, let's, Lot, Lot, what would possess you, Lot? Lot understood the role. Let's go on a little further here. Lot understood. So Lot went out uh, uh, to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him, and, and said, please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. Uh, see that how I have two daughters. Come, you, you, you can have them both. Uh, I'll bring them out to you, and you can do whatever you want to to them. Only do nothing to these men. Only do nothing to these men since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. In other words, don't, don't do this. They are here. The reason why they are here is because of the same actions that you are manifesting right now. They are here right now. Judgment has taken place. If you can just look around and see uh, that they are here because of the judgment call of God and you are proving God right. Amen. You're proving him right. That's why, that's why, that's why when we look at this thing called sin, the reason why God has allowed the devil to run as long as he has ran, because the devil is simply proving God right. The reason why God have not taken you out is because you're simply proving God right. And when the stuff happens, when it hits the fan, there will be nobody that will be able to turn to God and say that he was unfair, that he was unjust. Because even in the judgment, you are proving God right. You're proving him right. Every time you turn your back against him, you're proving him right. Every time you avoid Sabbath school, you're proving him right. Every time you, 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 you push your Bible studies to the side, you're proving him right. Every time, every time you put your will before his will, you're proving him right. Every time you are unfaithful in your tithe, you're proving God right. Every Every time you're proving him right. These men showed up with judgment on their lips, with judgment in their power. They showed up with one purpose, and that was to destroy this city. And the people was proving him right. How can I, how can I trust you when you're steady killing up my people? How can I trust you and believe in you when you're steady running my name amok? How is it you're proving it right? You say you love me. You say you care. You say you have my back. But every time I turn around, you're stabbing me. You're talking about me every time. How is it that I can tell you're proving me right. And so I love it because Lot steps out and the Bible says that these men become a little indignant. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they become a little irate because now they are beginning to turn on Lot. Father, I feel it right here. Uh, they are starting to turn on Lot. They're now talking about now we're going to do worse to you. Uh, what we are going to do to them. Oh Lord, help me right there. Uh, uh, then he said, uh, uh, we're going to do worse to you than what we're going to do to them. And Lot and Lot was standing outside of the door. And the Bible says uh, uh, that, the, that, the, that the men, they literally had to reach out and pull Lot back into uh, uh, the house uh, uh, for safety. Uh, uh, these men that were there who Lot was trying to protect are now protecting him. Uh, these men, amen, these men are now protecting Lot. These men that Lot was trying to keep safe are now keeping him safe. The men reached out and they pulled him in. The Bible says that they stretched out, they, they pulled him into the house. 
The Bible says that the door, the door uh, uh, was shut. That 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 lot. He first he shut the door behind him. Amen. But the angels, the men, they had to. They opened the door and they pulled lot in. And the Bible says, and then they shut the door. But this time, come on, somebody. This time, when the door shut. Oh, I love it right here. There it is, right there on your screen. Uh, but the men reached out their hands and they pulled Lot into the house with them and they shut the door and they struck the men who were at the doorway at the house with blindness both small and great so that they became weary trying to find the door. Oh I love it we're talking about the shut door. You see the first time the door was shut. Lot shut the door and the door was opened again but this time the Bible says uh, when the door was shut. I'm talking about the shut door today. Uh, this time when the door was shut, the door did not open again. Um, somebody out there needs to understand that the door is about to close. That the door, this time when it closes, it will not be open again. This time when God closes the door, it is it. It is done. It is finished. Uh, the Bible says, uh, oh, can I talk about it right here? I know my time is running. Uh, can I just talk about it. Uh, the Bible says that the angels reached out and they grabbed Lot and they pulled him in. They reached their hands out and they pulled Lot in. If I could just talk about another hand. If I could talk about another door. Jesus says that I am the door. Oh yes, the shut door. Jesus is the door. Jesus says that I am the direct door. He says that through him and through him alone men can find access to God. Through him Paul says, we have access unto the Father. Jesus opens the way to God until Jesus comes. Men could only think of God before Jesus. We had no access. Before Jesus, we could, at our best could only think of God. But Jesus says, I am the door. I am the direct door. Not only that, but Jesus says that I am the open door through him and through him alone. Men find their way to God. Some doors are open to the to, to certain cliques and, and races and creed, but are closed to those who do not meet the requirements. But Jesus says that the door is open to all who come unto him. I'm talking about the door today. Jesus said, not only am I the direct door, not only am I the open door, he says, but I am the only door. Come on, somebody. Through him and through him alone, men find truth about God. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. None other than the name of Jesus. Jesus is the only door. Not only that, but he says, I am the redemptive door. Through him and through him alone, men find life in God. Oh yes, Jesus is the door. While Lot went out and Lot shut the door, Jesus says there is another door that you cannot shut. That only I have access. Up. Only I am able to shut the door. And Jesus says before I shut this door this time, my brothers and sisters, I'm going to give you a chance. He said, I'm going to pull you back into the house. I'm going to pull you into the house. The Bible says that the angels, that these men stuck their arm out, their hand out, and pulled Lot back into the house. But there he is. There's no one but Christ. No one is able to snatch a believer's out of Christ's hands. Come on, somebody. No one is able to pluck you out. These angels, they pull lot in. You see, God's hands, God's hands are mighty hands. God's hands are almighty. It created the world, and it even now sustains the world. There is no power that can snatch a sheep from the hands of God. Not only that, but his hands 
hands build us up when we are torn down. His hands hold us tight when others push us away. His hands give us comfort when you are comfortless, joy when you are sad. Those same hands will pick you up when you are down. Those hands came down from heaven and were mothered by a woman who knew no man. Can I talk about those hands for a minute? Oh, can I just talk about those hands for a minute? I'm talking about those hands that healed the sick and raised the dead. Those very same hands were laid down a dusty road, received crowns of thorns. Those very same hands, those hands, they placed him thorns of crowns on his head. Those hands led him further, were taken by spikes and driven spikes into those hands. Can I talk about him for a minute? Oh yes, can I just talk about him for a minute? I'm talking about those hands. Those hands are the hands of God that is still today working things out. Those hands that are here today stretch wide so that they can receive you and me. Oh, I love talking about him. Oh yes, can I talk about him for a minute? I'm talking about those hands. Those hands will come. He shall come and take his people home. I'm talking about those hands. Amen. Those hands that one day will shut the door tight. Those hands. Those hands that are more powerful than a locomotive. Hands that have a place prepared just for you and just for me. I'm talking about those hands right now. Those hands uh, that were nailed to the old rugged cross for your sins and my sins. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus has the authority and Jesus has the power to shut the door. Those hands will one day close those doors up tight. And I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters, like the angel that snatched Lot inside. Those hands that pulled you out of a sin sick world. Those hands that when you should have been dead kept you alive and well. Those hands, those hands, those same hands that hold that held you in the late night hours. Those hands one day will come with power in his hands. He will come as a reigning king. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be outside of the house. I want to be inside the house. Somebody out there listening and understand me today that he that shall come will come and he will not tarry. That Jesus Christ, the door, the one that we come to, the one that we go to, the one that supersedes all is the same one. Hallelujah. The same one that has the power to keep you in the midst of a messed up world. This world is going down. This world is, is in a bad place. And at the end of the day, come on somebody, at the end of the day, it will all boil down to what God says. And when he cracks the sky, when he say, come my people, I want to be prepared to receive him with open arms. Just like his arms are stretched wide open to receive us now. I want my arms to be stretched wide open to receive him as well. There may be somebody that is watching that want to reach out. There may be somebody that is watching that say, you're saying, how can I get to know the God of those hands? The God that has the power to, to shut the doors. There are some doors that God has closed that, We've gone back and tried to open up. There are some things that God has pulled us out of. And for some reason, we keep going back. Father, God is saying those days are, are numbered. We can't keep pushing God. We can't keep testing God. We can't keep playing with God. Because one day that door will shut. And once it shut, the Bible says that the men were outside. They were stricken with blindness. Not only were they blind spiritually, but they were blind physically. They couldn't see the door and it was right in front of them. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be so close 
But yet so far, I urge you today to reach out. I urge you today to, to email me right there on your screen. Email me right there and let me know your desires. TopSDA at att.net. You can reach out to us. Let us know. Let us know and we'll reach out to you. You may just want prayer. You just may want special prayer. We ask that you will just email us. We'll reach out to you. You see how things are going, pray for you, pray with you. Be able to see how we can connect you to this God. For at the end of the day, thank you, there you go. At the end of the day, it is our desire to prepare people to receive God. Top SDA Church at att.net. If you need prayer requests, if you need Bible study, if you need baptism, if you need me to reach out to you just to say hello, just to chat with you for a moment, let me know. Let us know. The top, SDA Church at att.net. And we'll be more than, than happy, more, more than, 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 than honored to be able to connect with you. We thank you so much for what you've done. Father, we give you our praise. We give you our glory. We give you our honor. For we recognize, Father, that there was nothing that was done unless you deemed it so. I pray, as always, that something was said that would draw us closer to you. Let your word be made known. Forgive us again of our sins. This we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. And until we meet again on next Sabbath, you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. God bless you.